So, uh, good evening, everyone. The, the Zen ancestor Bodhidharma, the first Zen ancestor in India, or the individual at least credited with bringing Zen from, sorry, not the first Zen ancestor in India, but rather the first Zen ancestor in China or the individual credited with bringing Zen from India to China, uh, had a very pithy teaching. He said, point directly at the human mind, see its nature, and become Buddha. This is um, one version of the essence of Zen teaching, if you will. Point directly at the human mind, see its nature, become Buddha. This teaching has in it the confidence that we can, as human beings, point directly at the human mind. What is this pointing? This pointing is a pointing of our attention. We turn our attention to watching the mind. Watching the mind. Rather than thinking and planning, we watch the mind. And the negotiation of how to do this unfolds in all of our zazen practices. If we play around with this and have the intention to follow Bodhidharma's only instruction, watch the mind. See its nature. Understand over time what is happening. What is this mind up to? What is it that watches the mind? Not philosophy. Not philosophy. These aren't philosophical questions. Can we see? Can we peek behind the veil? Can we peek behind the static of idle thoughts? Can we, instead of, um, you know, of course, we also want to, when we notice the mind has wandered, bring it back to the breath or to whatever our chosen object of meditation is. We can also sometimes practice from another angle, which is, um, can we notice when the mind starts thinking again, can we catch a glimpse of um, a thought arising or emerging or coming back in? These are all different um, 
angles that we might be able to play with from time to time, depending on our uh, mind state. Mind state. Point directly at the human mind is another way of saying, watch the mind. Watch the mind. Another angle I would offer on watching the mind is um, to notice if there is a problem, if I'm making a problem. To notice that and see where that might take me. Often when I notice my mind is making a problem, um, that problem in quotes and air quotes is on its way to um, dissolving or being seen through, uh, seen as uh, unnecessarily mind-made. And then if there's no problem, then presumably all I have to do, like all there is to do is to enjoy my life. To enjoy this moment, to enjoy being present. And so if there's no problem, can I practice that? Can I practice simple presence, satisfaction, enjoyment? And then of course, because I rarely experience this in a uh, kind of pure way. And the other task is noticing what's extra to that. What's extra to that just being. So often for me, it's a, at least a tension in the body. Body and mind, not so separate, not really separate at all. Or a restlessness might come in. Um, today, my mind was unusually quiet for me, and then I noticed uh, um, I can get this uh, these itches, like pinpoint itches in kind of random places that I haven't felt during the day, and you know, I don't have a mosquito bite there. Um, <laughs> so for me, that's a manifestation of uh, restlessness, which of course is one of the, one of the things that can come into the mind. One of the hindrances, one of the uh, distractions. So another way of seeing the practice or encapsulating, encapsulating the practice is it's we're just letting go. We're letting go and letting go and letting go. A Bodhidharma said, point directly at the human mind, see its nature, become Buddha. And he said this with the faith that this is all the instruction we need. Well, thank you for listening tonight. We'll transition soon to chant, oops, wrong button, to chanting uh, Joko Beck's Four Principles of Practice. <laughs>